0: You know, unfortunately, we live in a world that at times we don't carry that attitude of gratitude the way that we should. Uh, We live in a world where at at times we get very wrapped up with life and we quite honestly forget to show thanks. I'm thankful for this time of year because at least this time of year does almost force us (laughs) to think about that which we're thankful for. But like we've said many, many times, it shouldn't be a time of year for us as Christians. As Christians, this should be our mindset every day. That we should live a life of continual thanksgiving. Continual praise of God. Very mindful of all that He's done for us. But I think what happens is the very thing the psalmist challenged us not to do We very often do. In Psalm 103 and verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. In other words, the psalmist is saying, listen, bless God. Don't forget anything. Don't don't forget any of the ways that He has blessed you. Don't take your your eyes off of Him. Don't take your your mind off of all the ways that He has blessed you. And this is something that the psalmist did very, very well. Sometimes kids are are fun, aren't they? Uh, sometimes, Sometimes a kid may beg and plead for a new shirt. You know, if you'll just give me that shirt, I won't, I won't ask you for anything else. And then as a parent, we oftentimes will cave and we'll buy that shirt. And about a week or 2 we'll go by. And while they're wearing that same shirt, they'll see another shirt and they'll say, hey, I would love to have that shirt. If you would give me that shirt, I, I'll never ask for anything else. And, and oftentimes we call them on it and we say, but what about the shirt you're wearing? That I just got you like, what, two weeks ago? My bad. I forgot. (laughs) We do that a lot of times as adults as well. A lot of times as adults, we find ourselves going to God and we're asking. We're asking for this and we're asking for that. And I wonder if God were to tap us on the shoulder and to remind us and say, What about I've already done for you? What about all the ways I've already blessed you? I wonder if we too would just kind of hang our head and say, My bad. I forgot. I I just forgot about all the ways you've blessed me. It reminds me of a story in the life of Jesus over in Luke chapter 17. In Luke chapter 17, you see the story of the ten lepers, And I'm sure you remember the story very well, how Jesus was passing through between a village, between uh, Samaria, and there were ten men who had leprosy, a horribly debilitating disease. And these ten individuals cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus, because He's Jesus, because He's the Son of God, He healed all ten of those individuals right then and there. Absolutely amazing. Do you remember, though, do you remember of the ten how many of them showed their appreciation to Jesus? One, right? The other nine, they took off. But there was one, there was one who came back to Jesus there was one who showed his appreciation to Jesus. In Luke 17, it says, beginning of verse 15, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God? Except this foreigner? It's easy to read this account. It's easy to think about those other nine and go, how ungrateful. How thankless. How cold. How heartless do you have to be to, to forget what Jesus has done for you? How how out of touch with your reality must you be for you to just take off and not even say thank you? I don't know that they were heartless. I don't think they were cold. I don't think they were thankless. I think they were very thankful for what had been done for them. They were just in a hurry to get back to life. They had been separated from their families. They had been separated from their friends. They had been separated from their communities. They had been separated from their jobs. They had been completely isolated because of this terrible disease. And now in this moment, after crying out for Jesus to save them, for Jesus to heal them, He did. And buddy, they took off. And it wasn't because they were thankless. It was just simply because they were in a hurry to get back to their life and in that hurry to get back to their life, they forgot who had given them that life. They forgot who had given them the opportunity to go back to that life. And sometimes for us, we get in such a hurry to do life, we just don't slow down enough to thank Jesus. We just have so much going on. Our schedule is so full. There's so many places that we need to be. So many appointments we need to keep. So many memories we want to make. So many experiences we want to be a part of. I mean, our calendar is so full that sometimes sometimes we just don't take the time to say, God, thank You. Thank You for everything You've done for me. Your blessings for me are beyond my comprehension at times. They're obviously beyond my true appreciation. And I'm sorry for that. But God, thank You so much. How do we do that, by the way? How do we live a life of thanksgiving? How do we live a a life where, like the psalmist had obviously been living, where we would live a life mindful of, Enough to say, listen, I I don't want to forget any of my blessings. The psalmist, we're going to read this in just a moment. The psalmist who wrote Psalm 103, you know what he did? He did the very thing we just sang about. He actually slowed down long enough to count his many blessings, naming them one by one. If you have been a part of the church for any amount of time at all, if you've grown up in the church, you have probably, just like myself, you have sang those words, you have sang that hymn countless times. But have you ever done it? Have you ever slowed down long enough to count your many blessings? Naming them one by one? And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You know the song. The words are in your heart. You're ready to sing it again. The the tune is in your mind right now. But do we do that? So let's listen to what the psalmist recorded in Psalm 103, beginning there in verse 1. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord works His righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He has made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious So the Lord's compassion to those who fear Him. For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it's gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him. And His righteousness to children's children, to those who keep His covenant. And remember to do His commandments. The Lord established His throne in the heavens. His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you His angels, you mighty ones who do His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. Bless the Lord, all His works, and all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I don't know if you came this morning with an attitude of gratitude. I don't know if you came with a a heart of thanksgiving. But as a child of God's who's assembled in this place to worship God, I don't know how you can read those words. I don't know how you can hear those words and not be touched, not be moved, not say, oh, bless God, for He has done so much for us. His blessings, oh, His blessings are too many to number. We we are a people who should live a life of thanksgiving because we have been bought. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. That sacrificial blood that Dwight was talking about, centering our thoughts around just a moment ago. That sacrificial blood that Jesus shed, that He willingly shed, that God the Father willingly allowed Him to shed. And for who? For all mankind. For those of us who would accept Him. And for those He knew would reject them. Either way, that loving sacrifice was made. We are a people, we are a people who have so much to be thankful for. As a result of that blood of Jesus that was shed, we've been forgiven of our sins. I love the way the psalmist puts it as far as the east is from the west. I can't read that verse without stopping and talking about it for a moment. Do you know why the psalmist words it that way? If it said from north to south, if you started marching north and you're going up toward the North Pole and you get to the North Pole, at some point you're going to start going south. In other words, there is a point where you will be going north no more. There will be a limit. There will be a boundary. If you're going east, you'll never start going west. There is no boundary. There is no limit to that which God has forgiven us of. As far as the east is from the west, we have such a good God. We have so, so very much to be thankful for. for us to really be a people who have this attitude of gratitude, for us to be a people who really have a heart of thanksgiving, we have to understand it is a testimony, testimony to our faith. If we are not a people of true faith, we're not going to be a people of true thanksgiving. That's just the reality of it. If we are a people who truly have faith in God, and we're living a life of faithfulness toward God, then we will be a people who will be a people of thanksgiving. But if our faith isn't there, we won't have that attitude of gratitude. We won't have that spirit of thanksgiving. Not as naturally, not as easily. Not as seamlessly as we should. Jesus makes this very clear. Let's go back to the story in just a moment. Here in Luke 17. Again, we have one who has returned. The other nine have gone about life. So Jesus tells this one, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You say, wait a minute. I thought all ten lepers were healed. They were. All ten lepers were physically healed that day. But only this man received a spiritual blessing too. Only this man was made well. And this man being made well, this man being made whole, it was as a result of what? His faith. You see, he not only had a need that he expressed to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need you to do this for me. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Heal us. But he had enough faith to then say thank you. You want to know how much faith plays a part in whether or not we are truly a people who live a thankful life? It's everything. Our faith, our faith determines our gratitude to God. Truly living a life of thanksgiving for all that we've been given. This morning, are you living that life of, of gratitude? Are you living that life of thanksgiving? Are you living a life where at the forefront of your mind, not just on the holiday season, not just when it's Thanksgiving, not just when you're getting turkey ready and and getting prepared for the family to come over, not just in those moments, but in your daily life, regardless of the time of year, do you live a life of Thanksgiving where your blessings, your thankfulness, is at the very forefront of your mind? where you are being intentional in your spiritual life and you are taking those moments to sit down and to count out those blessings, to name them one by one? Are you, are you being intentional enough to do that? Or do you live a life where if God tapped you on the shoulder after your next prayer and said, hey, but I've already done so much for you, you'd say, oh, that's right. My bad. Uh, I I forgot. Uh, I just haven't been thinking about how much you have done for me and how much more you will do for me. Brother Tim mentioned in his prayer that his hope is that we would even more be a people who are thankful for our spiritual blessings. That's really where it's at, isn't it? (laughs) Living a life understanding how blessed we are, understanding that God has given us this this everlasting love, this mercy, this grace. He's given us Jesus. He has afforded to us the opportunity of salvation through the blood of His Son. That our sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. That one day, even disease, disease as we know it, will be no more because we will be in that place of perfection, that place of heavenly rest with our Father. And that all of these things, all of these things are, are ours. They're promises we have spiritual blessings, spiritual promises. That should put a smile on our face. That bring joy to our heart. That should produce a life of thanksgiving. But we're in a hurry to live this life. We're in a hurry to live this life, and so we very quickly become consumed by the things of this life, and by our schedule in this life, and by all the hurry and the worry That comes with this life. And as we become more and more consumed with this life, and we're in a hurry to live this life, we're just like those nine. We we don't have time, we don't take time to just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you for giving me the hope of eternal life. Thank you for shedding your blood. Thank you for salvation. Thank you. Thank you for loving me when no one else did. Thank you for forgiving me when no one else would. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for a steadfast love that never ends a love that's not conditional a love that's not based on my behavior a love that never ends thank you for that i hope i hope that as we prepare to leave this place today that we'll at least have in our minds we don't want to be like the nine right we, we don't want to be like the nine. If, if we have been like the nine and we have been living a life where we're not as thankful to God as what we should be because we are so wrapped up in our own life in the hurry of our own life here on earth, I, I pray that we'll learn a very valuable lesson. and We say, look, I want to make sure I'm living like the one. I want to make sure that I'm not like the nine. I want to make sure that I'm living like the one. And that I'm living a life of appreciation, of gratitude, a life of thanksgiving. Maybe you've never surrendered your life to God. Maybe you've never obeyed the Gospel of Christ. Maybe you've never been forgiven and cleansed of all your past sins. I tell you, if you want to make that decision today and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, that's an amazing moment in a person's life. That it's a moment when, when the blood of Jesus washes away all sin. Where the Bible tells us that God actually cuts away, He removes the burden of past sin. You want something to be thankful for? Knowing that who you used to be no longer is that that's no longer who you are that's not how god sees you that god sees you through the blood of his son that god sees you as forgiven because you're striving to live your life for him that's an amazing thing to give thanks for So if you've never begun that journey, do that today. Or maybe as a child of God's, maybe you sit here right now and if you have an honest heart, maybe you can reflect on yourself and say, you know what, if I were to be grouped, I've probably been living a lot more like the nine than the one. Maybe that's something that from your pew, you just need to ask God to forgive you of. And know that because His steadfast love endures forever, He will forgive you even of that. Or maybe that's something you'd like the church family to be praying with you about, praying for you about. Maybe you have some other need. Make sure, make sure not only this holiday season, make sure that we're living our life like that one. Always acknowledging how good God is and how much He's truly blessed us up. And that we do not forget any of his blessings. If we can help you with that, won't you come as we stand and sing?